I'm very excited to share this recording with you guys, which happened at our conference, sasopen.com, with over 100 speakers, all founders of B2B SaaS companies. We have a very high bar for what speakers share on stage, so you're going to enjoy this episode where we dive deep into revenue graphs, real tactics, and real growth metrics. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. How you guys doing? All right. I think I can see my slides. I'm just going to go to the side. I can't even see them on the... I don't need the notes on the screen, by the way. The audio, video people, thank you very much, but I don't need the notes. Um, all right, so today I'm going to be breaking down how to build a nine-figure company by giving software away for free. Most people believe that the best way to make money from software is by charging for software. I disagree with that. I think software is a very crowded space, the moats are coming down, and everyone is creating me too software companies. Just look at everyone here in the room. I bet you, how many of you guys are in the software space? I'm assuming everyone. And how many of you are competitors of someone that has a very similar product, whether you want to admit it or not? Right? Almost everyone's going to end up raising their hand. So today I want to talk about how you can thrive and succeed in an economy that is, you know, more so in a business arena where moats are pretty much disappearing. So a little about me, I'm Neil Patel. Um, I've created quite a few software companies. I currently run an ad agency called NP Digital. By the way, uh, audio, video people, any way you guys can actually change a clock to not be one minute and 50 seconds so I know where I'm at? Thank you. Sorry for that. Uh, done quite a few different businesses over the years, and I started my entrepreneur journey mainly in software, and I realized there was a better way to do marketing than just go create a software company, go out there, get free trials, or do a freemium version, and then do the same rat race that everyone else is doing in software. As I mentioned, Ad Agency, we're one of the fastest growing uh, companies according to Adweek. In our space, we're the fastest growing large ad agency in the world. We're still growing in this bad economy, working with customers all over the world. And we pretty much have a new way to think about SaaS. And the way we think about it is, why not build a company by giving away software for free? Literally for free. Not freemium, but for free. Not a little calculator. I'm talking about a software solution that people are used to paying for, and I'll break down how you make the economics work out. And we're not the only ones either. HubSpot. Everyone here heard of HubSpot, right? HubSpot has something called a grader. Have you guys ever used a grader? It's one of the biggest feeders into their ecosystem. So HubSpot has this grader that tells you how you're doing on your marketing. In essence, they're grading your marketing, and then they're collecting leads and their sales reps are calling you and pitching you on HubSpot. Do you see here? HubSpot greater does not cost money or greater does not cost money. It's not freemium, it's free. It markets itself because it's a good free product 
They don't have to do anything on the marketing end. It keeps generating leads. Then they sell you on something else, EX being HubSpot. That's helped them become quite a large company. If you look at their market cap here, I know the market in the recent weeks have been bad since I submitted these slides, but roughly $18, $19 billion market cap, over a billion in revenue. The models worked really well for them. Canva ran a similar playbook, and then eventually they went freemium, but Canva, their model was, go and be free as long as possible, gobble up the users, and then eventually charge. They're one of the fastest companies to ever hit a million dollars in MR. I think they did it in 30 days or something like that of launching. So how effective is it for my ad agency, NP Digital? Well, we bought a software company called Ubersuggest. Ubersuggest gets millions of visitors, and it's an SEO tool. As a marketing agency, sure, we offer SEO, paid advertising, email marketing, the list goes on and on. But all those people who are doing SEO, when we survey them, a little bit more than 50% spend money on paid advertising, okay? So that can get us leads for paid advertising. Majority of them use some sort of email marketing solution. That means we can pitch them on email marketing services. We definitely can pitch them on SEO services. It's feeding thousands and thousands of leads into our organization on a monthly basis. 40% of all our agency customers first come from Uber Suggests. Now there's a good chunk that's word of mouth and employee referrals and all that kind of stuff, but 40% of our customers are Uber Suggest users. When we first started the business, it was way more than 40%. Eventually if you do good work, some of the other channels kick in like word of mouth and referrals and stuff like that. Answer the public. We recently bought this company for 8.6 million, funny enough from FE International that had a booth. And they were only doing one, 1.2 million in EBITDA, so we overpaid for it. But it's 70% of the popularity of Uber Suggest. Keep in mind, we're a nine-figure year revenue company. Well, if 40% come from Uber Suggest, Answer the Public is another SEO software, you can do the math, right? That's why we didn't care of paying $8.6 million. And the best thing that I love about this model is, look, you don't have to be an amazing marketer. You just give shit away for free, and I kid you not. If people are used to paying for what you're giving away for free, they have to be used to paying for it. It'll grow in popularity. So how do I convert these visitors into revenue? Well, the first step is you just collect emails. And here's a bump from collecting uh, email addresses from Answer the Public. That's quite a substantial bump. Now, Uber suggests Email addresses are not in here. For some reason, our team sends it to SendGrid. I should have them add it all to our ConvertKit so it's in one central place. But that's a massive bump, right? And then we take those emails, and of course, when someone's using the product, we make them register. Name, email address, uh, depending on where they're coming from, if we have offices, URL, budget, etc. And we're using things like ZoomInfo to... Uh, help us populate information on those companies. And then we also email blast out, hey, sign up for this webinar. Hey, uh, need help with your consulting or with your marketing? Fill out this lead form. It's super effective. On a monthly basis, we're getting thousands and thousands of leads. You see a drop-off on 12-1-2022. The reason for the drop-off is, is our team was putting in leads for all the countries that we're collecting leads in to technically all the countries where we have leads. 
but we don't actually service all those countries. So we started cutting down the leads that we're feeding into our system because we're paying for the storage and seats and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't want to incur the cost because I can't open up in France tomorrow. We're working on it, but you get the point, right? So if I'm collecting leads in 50 countries on a monthly basis, but we're only in eight or 10, why spend all the money for leads going into our system that no one's ever going to call? So our, technically, our numbers are probably up, so it's skewed when you look at the graph. But still, if you look at from the regions we're in, 20-something plus thousand leads a month. Our sales teams can't even follow up with all of them. And this has led us to be one of the fastest-growing companies. When we first got on the ink list, we were number 21 out of 5,000, I think. I'm assuming 5,000 because it says Inc. 5,000. My team was really ecstatic, and they're like, do you want a plaque, Neil? I'm like, why would I want a plaque? We're the 21st fastest-growing company. That number's only useful if you're playing blackjack. We weren't even in the top 10. I'm like, I don't want a plaque of this. To me, that was a failure. And then we were on the next year, and I told my guys, I'm like, stop submitting to this. Our numbers are getting worse and worse on the Inc. list because, of course, growth rate at our scale decreases. And I'm like, it's sad for me to look at. Other people would be happy, but I'm never satisfied. So how can you replicate this product-led growth strategy? You guys get the concept, right? You're giving away something for free, and you're charging for something more. So you either can build it like HubSpot, or you can buy it like we did. Um, And that's the first option, and that's really simple to end up doing. And if you want to buy it, you can hit up sites manually, or you can just go to like, uh, have you heard of Code Canyon? There's a lot of free tools on there. You can white label. doesn't work as good with that strategy, but it's a start. You need to first go after a really big TAM. The bigger the TAM, the better off you are. TAM stands for Total Addressable Market. It's really hard to go after a niche and take 100% of it. It's much easier to take 1% of a multi-billion dollar niche, like a $100 billion niche, right? It's not really a niche at that point, but you get the point. Marketing is almost the same effort marketing in a niche as it is in a big TAM. So swing for the fences and go after a big vertical. Step number two, give away something for free that they're used to paying for. It really is that simple. Paychecks. Have you everyone ever heard of free payroll or payroll more so? I want to create a free payroll company. And I wanted to do this for ages. My buddy Eric in the back of the room knows about this. All right, so if you run payroll, what does everyone or a lot of the population who's getting paid on payroll also get? If you guys want a hint, you can see it on the screen right next to it. Health insurance. insurance. What's a bigger market, health insurance or payroll? Health insurance. Paychecks, $40 billion market cap. United Healthcare, 451. Do you think it's really expensive to run a payroll software? No. Who gives out free payroll right now? Can anyone name someone? Nope. Costs money. Nope. Costs money. There is no such thing as free payroll. It's really inexpensive to do payroll. If you actually did payroll for free, you make your money on insurance. Some some companies provide death benefit, uh, life insurance, Uh, health insurance, 401ks. There's so much money to be made in ancillary products where you can probably make more than just doing payroll. Even if you only made one-tenth of paychecks, you don't have to do any of the marketing. The marketing will happen through word of mouth because everyone's like, it's free payroll. Even if you don't create a $451 billion company and you can be one-tenth of the size of paychecks, does it really matter? No, everyone in here would be laughing to the bank. Another example, us. 
Look how much money is being spent on marketing technology, roughly 25% in 2022. Look at labor and look at agency services. What most people don't realize is a lot of companies, they don't just pay for labor, they outsource to the agency services. It's much bigger than the software component. That's why we scaled so fast. You're charging for something more and churn in our space is typically much lower than software churn. Step three, create your free product or buy it. As I mentioned, Uber suggests, look how much traffic we're getting. When we bought it, it had literally millions of people a year just typing in the word Uber suggests on Google. That's how they get all their traffic. And to the public, same thing. They didn't do any SEO. They didn't do any paid advertising or marketing. It was just a free product. They had ads and it naturally just got traffic. And if you're going to build it, then you can just use a lot of PR sites and stuff like that to give it away and get some press. I still think it's easier to buy it. Step four, keep adding more and more free features. You know, everyone talks about first mover advantage. Peter Thiel talks about last mover advantage. You end up learning from other people's failure. You figure out what to do right. Google wasn't the first search engine. Facebook wasn't the first social network. If you look at a lot of the big companies out there, they're last movers. Tesla wasn't the first car company by any means, right? You're seeing what other people are doing and you're trying to figure out how to do it better. And we took that model, but not with our version 2.0, as we would call it, or 1.0. When we first bought the company and tried to do a new version, we didn't do any market research. We just did whatever was the quickest and the easiest way, and we got a lot of complaints. So then what do we do? We took concepts of, hey, what's working for a competition? Learn from them, kind of like taking the concepts of last mover advantage, and then we started creating new versions. So 2.0? we release more keyword ideas. It's an SEO tool, so it gives you more keywords to rank your website for. When we released that version, we got 576 comments, most people just saying thank you and saying, ah, we love you, appreciate this. And that was 2.0, traffic went up again. Then we did 3.0, we gave them more keywords, we even told them how many keywords their competition's ranking for, what traffic their competition's getting from from Google, and did well, 418 comments, right? The community is really active. We're just emailing their own users and then their own users are spreading it. And every time we did this, we saw growth in our traffic. 4.0, we wanted to show them ideas on, hey, what you can blog on in the social shares and what's working for your competition. 331 comments. 5.0, 736 comments. We gave them over a million keyword suggestions for a lot of popular terms, and people are ecstatic. We're like, wow, we can get up to a million keyword suggestions in like seven seconds? We're like, yes. How much does it cost? Free. 6.0, 724 comments. Kept releasing more features that our competition was charging for. This one was rank tracking. It's like, wow, you can tell us where we're ranking on Google without charging us? Yes, we can. No problem. 7.0. Right, We started just giving a mixture of everything, mobile data, searcher data, we were buying this data, it wasn't too expensive, 846 comments. You get the trend? Look, someone can say, hey, your product isn't as good as a competition. Yeah, but they charge $99 a month. You know how forgiving people are when you're not charging $99 a month and they can do it for free? You can be down a lot of the times and people still use you because no one wants to spend $99 a month. Then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, these big companies, they can afford it. No, a lot of our users are like Nike, Venetian, Plaza, General Motors, Procter & Gamble. Why is this? If you're an employee at a big company, are you able to swipe a credit card? 
No, you got to get budget approval even for $99 a month. So you end up picking up a lot of users, even if your product's not as good, because it's free. Then 8.0, 118 comments. People didn't care for the competitive analysis feature. Learn from that. But in total, look, we went from 2.0. I excluded 1.0 because we really shit the bed on 1.0. To 8.0, added a ton of features. I didn't innovate. What did I do? I copied my competition. Drove a lot of traffic, a lot of leads, really helped the business grow. Step five, collect emails and promote your new features to the list. So when you do something for free, you don't have to have, be at 8.0 from day one. You can be at 1.0, collect emails, right? We're doing roughly 249,000 net new emails on a monthly basis. That's after unsubscribes. Collect the emails and keep promoting to your list, your services, your products, your other software, whatever it may be. This model just works really well. And why does it work well? It's really simple. SaaS is a race to the bottom. Everyone keeps charging less and less for the same features and is copying other people. And that's what's gonna keep happening. When I first started in SaaS, there wasn't cloud computing. There wasn't AWS. It was actually very expensive to create a SaaS company back then, believe it or not. These days, it's not that expensive which makes it easier for people to bootstrap companies. How many of you guys here are bootstrapped, non-venture funded? Majority of the room is bootstrapped. That was much harder to do 17-ish years ago when I first started my first SaaS company, 17, 18-ish years ago. Back when I started my first SaaS company, there wasn't even Ruby on Rails. And then when it came out, everyone was like, oh my God, Ruby on Rails is gonna change development. What really changed development was cloud. Right? Ruby on Rails, I'm not saying was bad, but cloud really changed the whole software landscape. Look at other people. Look at Freshworks. You think, has anyone here felt like, wow, Freshworks has innovative products? Raise your hand if you believe that. Not one person is raising their hands. You can look around the room. How many of you guys know what Freshworks is? Raise your hands. If you, roughly half the rooms knows what Freshworks was, and no one raised their hand saying that they're doing anything innovative. They're just copying and they're just cheaper. Zoho, how many of you guys here think Zoho is doing anything innovative? No one. How many of you here know what Zoho is? Almost everyone is raising their hand. This is cheaper. So instead of just taking the cheaper route, just beat them all and just go to free. That was my thesis. And I did this when I I was having a midlife crisis. I'm 37 now. But in my early 30s, right before I got married, I'm like, I don't want a Ferrari. I don't know what to do with my money. So I bought UberSess for 120 grand, and I put like 3 million bucks of my own money to just try to crush my competition. That was my midlife crisis. I fell on this by accident. I didn't fall on this because I'm some genius. But then I just started replicating the strategy left, right, and center because it's worked. So... You know, once your software becomes really, really popular, if you want to do what one of my co-founders did, his name is Mike, he's like, you know, instead of just giving away our software for free, let's just charge for like a tenth of the features that our competition does, the features that most people don't use, so it doesn't really impact our traffic much and it can cover all our costs. And we did that, and our software division can generate easily eight figures a year in EBITDA, plus we're generating all the leads on the other, not revenue, eight figures in EBITDA, right? Plus, we're generating all the other leads for our main business, which generates more revenue and more EBITDA. It's not a bad model. So that's it. We have time for one question, maybe, if someone has a question. Go for it. 
So, uh, if you have a feature, do you recommend us turning one of the features to only three and just giving it away? If you can find something so bigger to sell. That's freemium. We found freemium doesn't work so well. So what we look for is, what is the feature? Don't think about product, think about feature. What is the feature that all your competition charges for that people need the most that you can give away for free that doesn't cost you a lot of money? That's what you wanna give away free. You can't give away health insurance for free, for example. It's too expensive. But you can give away a feature like time tracking, assuming everyone else charges for it and no one else offers it for free. And then you can go find something bigger to sell into. You got to have something bigger. What do people that buy your product also buy someone else's product? That's the key. Give away that for free and go sell something bigger. Thank, Thank you, everyone.